0: Welcome back to another off-season pod, it's your boy, and it's your other boy, we're back Strictly Footy, you know what I'm saying, we're back with another episode, Uh, today, uh, before we get into today, I just want to say, just in in usual fashion, uh, every time we do a pod about a certain team or topic, something comes out after it, so... We didn't know Morgan Smithies was going to sign with Canberra, and we didn't know Fogarty was going to extend either. And I believe we uh, actually thought Fogarty was going to leave.
1: Did Fogarty extend? Yeah. All right. Well, let me let me change up my little signings. <laughs> <laughs> Signing C for the Bulldogs. At hey, <laughs> when did that happen?
0: Well, rumored that he's extended to the end of 25 with the option for 26.
1: So. righty. Well, there goes my pick. I'll we'll see what think, comes of about that throughout the episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm. G- I'm gonna make a a little addition to mine as well. I think. Um. But without further ado, how we how we going, bro? How we going?
1: I'm doing good. Just hoping for an episode without dogs barking, door banging, and um electricity boxes exploding. Really. Yeah. I mean, look. Uh, it I, would think be the, I think that's the goal for this episode. Look, mate. It, it would
0: be awesome if that could happen, but I can't really promise that. Um. I can't really promise that her uh, voltage box is just going to explode uh, down the street. So
1: how long were you without power for?
0: Uh, I think it came back on at about eight o'clock.
1: Oh, okay. So it wasn't, so it wasn't
0: too. It wasn't too bad, but it delayed the pod for quite a little bit. Um, anyway, the Bulldogs. I don't know how long I'm going to be sitting here for talking about this team. I don't know. I don't great. I don't know what has gone unsaid, what we could possibly, you know, add to the the conversation around the Bulldogs, but man, they were just
1: not great. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, Especially with the expectations coming into the season, people were picking them in the top eight. Mm. Like, there, there was a good portion of the Rugby League fan base that picked them into the top eight. Yeah. Um, Our Prime Minister had them in the grand final. Yeah. Although he did pick Tyrell Sloan at fullback for Australia, so (laughs) what does he know? Um, But, yeah, no. um, Not a great year for the Doggies. I thought they'd be slightly better, although I had them lower than most people, but, yeah, just just a really disappointing year all round.
0: Yeah. I mean, from memory, I think I had them about 12th. Yeah. I mean, I think we both expected them to be towards the bottom yep. not as bad as they were this year but I think you know we both none of neither of us expected them to make huge leaps um, and really really pushed that far um, I think we kind of knew the limits of this team and having a rookie coach and um, you know bringing in a bunch of new players that need to learn to play together and just to, you know I was a little bit discombobulated I mean at the start of the year to be fair they did look quite good um, they looked like they were gelling together but yeah just derailed towards the end of the year.
1: Yeah, as the year progressed, they just... It, it, it got worse and worse, really. And I, I think to the point where I'd even say that they were probably the worst team mm. in the NRL this year, despite oh. what the latter says. Yeah. Um, I know they had their injury injury ro- uh, woes, rather, but um, I feel like, if anything, that's when they picked up their game. Yeah, well... Uh, at some points during the middle of the season, when they got all their guys back, you, yeah, yeah, just floggings left, right and centre.
0: Yeah, well, I think... I don't think anyone expected, you know, those guys to come in and really make a huge mark. Um, I don't even think many people would have known of the Harrison Edwardses and the Samuel Hugheses, Curtis Morans. But unfortunately, just the amount of injuries they had to deal with, just, just put them on the back foot all year. They could never really build any combinations... And yeah, it was just consistently in and out, chopping and changing. Um, another, you know, obviously we we, we we touched on, some people had them in the top eight.
1: Some people had them in the top four. I was looking, uh, all, all, all I had to do was look at their spine. Yeah. Running in Hayes Perham. Now, I, I think people have been a little bit too harsh on him from this season, but he was a rookie fullback. We'd only ever we'd only ever seen him on the wing for Parramatta. He was a surprise come through, uh, for the Bulldogs. Still, so Kyle Flanagan in the halves, um, uh. next to Matt Burton. And when Fano went, they brought another rookie half in. Yep, uh, and Ray Marnie just hadn't had a chance to gel with the team yet. Um, yeah, th- there was a lot of a lot of signs in there that the Bulldogs probably weren't ready, and I feel like a lot of people are ranking them going into seasons based off the potential in, mm. like, one or two years' time. Like, if it all to...
0: comes together this year, but realistically, like, it's not. Uh,
1: realistically, they're, they're a few years off.
0: They need a lot of time, yeah. Um. The other expectation that I think a lot of people forgot about was that left edge was supposed to be the best left edge in the comp. Apparently, yep. the left edge of Burton, Kickout, Alamotti and Car was supposed to be the best le- left edge that we've ever seen. And at the end of the year, it ended up being Braden Burns, uh, Blake Wilson.
1: That's the right edge. Huh? Blake Wilson. No, he was on the left. Fox was left. Mm-mm.
0: Blake, Blake Wilson played on the left because Toby Sexton threw a three-meter forward pass to him and scored against the Dolphins.
1: Maybe while Adokar was injured. Okay. Uh, okay, he's he, actually, he's outplayed out already. Uh, Adokar did his uh, syndesmosis. Yep. Uh, Blake Wilson came into the team on the left edge mm-hmm. and then uh, when Adokar came back because Blake Wilson had impressed Kiraz moved into the centres.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I do think they kept Wilson on the left.
1: Nah. I'm adamant but, uh, they kept at, Wilson on the left. At the very least Alright,
0: okay. Alright, let's see where At the very
1: Ado- least when they played Manly, he was on the right. Okay. Fair play. At the absolute least. Okay. Right, but mm. if you're going to go and fact check it, we, we, we may as well.
0: All right. we'll, well fact check it. I just, I'll, I'm going to look at the last game of the year because I'm pretty sure they both played. That's where Anacar scored a hat trick.
1: Do, do you think Fox is on the right?
0: I think Fox is on the right. For some reason, I could be completely wrong. But from memory, right, he was just on the right.
1: Someone's mind is just destroying us.
0: Okay. They've already changed the Seagulls logo in the app. That's nuts. All right. I just want to see. They have, do they not have the video? Yeah, mate, like video. A really
1: big topic of this, of this, okay. of this episode, mate. Are we
0: ready? Full match replay. Let's see where he is in the first play of the game. Of course, I'm going to get ad. Anyway, while that ad's playing, yeah, I want to. Great. I want to just touch on that left edge. Um, Kick out, obviously, coming off a big year at Penrith. Adokara, New South Wales winger. Matt Burton had a huge breakout year, kind of the year before. I think everyone's expectations of them were way too high. And I think, yeah, no, you, you, yeah, you're right. Blake Wilson's all right. Blake. That's in the last game, I could change. Anyway, yeah, that left edge was supposed to be unstoppable. Alamodi ended up getting dropped. Adokar had probably the worst year of his career. Kikau was, you know, out for 20 plus games almost. And Burton just never hit his stride, so. I think they left a lot to be desired. They didn't really meet anyone's expectations.
1: Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, and I just want to touch on their injury crisis. It felt like none of the injuries ever happened in-game. No. They were all from training. Mm. So whatever the Bulldogs are doing, just, just just rein it in a little bit. There's head knocks left, right, and centre. Um, yeah, kick out of, was it a pec tear? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, I don't know how that's happened. No, all, all training injuries.
0: Neither do I, but I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of players have come out and spoken about, you know, how they're unhappy with the the training and how they're unhappy with, you know, the workload. So, you know, I, they, the Bulldogs in themselves are probably unhappy with the unhappy with the results and the effort from the whole season, but the players are also unhappy. With the workload, feeling like they're overtraining, like there's there's a pure disconnect in between the 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 higher ups and the playing and the coaching staff. It feels like everyone's on a different play, page. I, well, I, I it, don't feel it like It feels like the
1: higher ups as well, like not just to blame them. Obviously, a lot of this is on the players as well. A lot of the higher ups aren't even on the same page. Yeah, and they're not even on the same page as what they themselves said. Like the week before because coming into the season Gus was all up here like oh yeah we'll be competitive all this kind of stuff and then as the season gets difficult he's like oh well yeah it's just like it's just a kind of season to see like who fits into this new tough bulldog system we weren't really expecting to do well and it's just like mate you said you were going to compete at the start of the year
0: yeah and then like he came out and said I told Surrata not to come I told him like, what? If Surado if they had have been successful, he would have been like, I knew Surado would do the best job this year. Like there wouldn't have been any chat about telling him not to come. Like yeah, he
1: completely changed his attitude. I feel this like,
0: yeah, and I feel like that's that reflects down to the coaching staff too because I feel like the players weren't understanding what Surado was trying to do, and then they were getting lazy in themselves, and we saw that with a lot of the efforts um, from you know, let's say TPJ, obviously we know TPJ wanted to leave now, but let's say TPJ, for example, right, he was evidently unhappy with his role, and that translated into poor results, poor effort on the field, which left the dogs and the coaching and the the higher-ups being unhappy with the results. It's just a shambles, like, I don't understand the direction of this team, and I guess, it comes back to Surado's culture. Like he's just not bu- He's not. Bu- he hasn't built anything yet. And they picked this big leadership group of Fox and Marnie and Burton and Kickow and Fatala Mariner, who they said, you know, there's the door. We regret making you captain. They had three captains. Yeah. They had three captains. They had Ree Marnie's a constant on-field captain. Fatala Mariner is some random captain. Burton vice captain. Adokar Carr was in there. Like, it just made no sense to me the direction they were going. They were trying to go and. I don't know. I just feel like Serrano's attempt at really building a culture didn't really work. And I don't think that's necessarily all his fault because he didn't really have his own playing group to build that culture. But he still he still could have done far better than he managed to. do.
1: And to his credit, you could tell he had a game plan to build that culture because when some of the top guys weren't performing or they weren't giving the effort that... He thought that uh, he, he wanted his teams uh, in future Bulldogs years to give. He, he gave those younger guys a chance because, you know, they're playing for contracts. Mm. They're playing to crack, get, get into the first team, basically, um, by impressing in their first few performances. So these unknowns like Blake Wilson, Harrison Edwards, Samuel Hughes, Samuel Hughes Curtis, Curtis Martin. Martin, they all got a shot. Uh, yeah. I think that was Cameron Serrato trying to get some more effort a little bit more effort into the team. And also, just on the TPJ thing, every time TPJ made a stupid error, that shot on the cameras, he, he was off straight after. Yeah. So I think he was trying to rein in TPJ as well, but uh, overall, it just hasn't worked. And I, I think it's just come as a big shock to him how how hard coaching can be mm. when the, the the team and the higher-ups aren't aren't exactly uh, on the same page or given given the effort that he would have seen the Penrith players giving because yeah. they've already got that culture. So yeah. I think it's come as a bit of a shock to him. Well
0: it's, well touching on that in terms of you know the, the, the energy at the Panthers in comparison to the Bulldogs, like I feel like these bottom teams like internally they get really targeted. Like the Tigers obviously have management issues, the Dragons have obviously now got management issues. For quite a while the Titans had very poor management. I think the Bulldogs now sit in that kind of category. Like, I think there's far too many leaks coming out of that club. There's far too many stories which Gus has had to come out and deny now, whether he's denying to save the face of the club or whether he's denying it because it's actually false. We don't know. And we won't know. And the fact that this, you know, issue has got out about the players' mental health, so someone's leaking that. And then you've got, you know, Addo card. All these stories being thrown around about what if he gets sacked? And the bulldog shopping him around. Then you've got you know they're trying to axe Sexton already. They've got so many internal problems, and it just, it just doesn't you know feel like they're moving in the right direction whatsoever.
1: And you're you're right the first time as well. It, it you can't even see what direction they're trying to go in mm. because. At the moment, it just feels like they're trying to get whoever's on the market.
0: And I think that definitely comes down to internal issues because that's, like, who who is making these decisions? Like, oh, you know what? I see value in... And we'll get to these later. But I see value in Jamin Sutman. Like, I think he is an NRL standard player. But when you go out and sign him and then Blake Taft and then you're chasing Turpin and you then you're chasing Hutchison, and then you're chasing Connor Watson... And you're chasing all these different players. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up to me at all as to what their direction is. Do they want to just bring in a bunch of solid first graders and say, hey, we're going to win seven games. We're going to win eight games a year. And we're going to build into that until we get that superstar. Or would you rather run the risk of winning three or four games but recruiting well, keeping camp space aside for when that star does come on the market, and not just buying everyone that hits the open market?
1: Because then as well, you you have a team that's been playing together for, what three four years before yeah. you get that star, and that's and that what team Penrith chemistry did. is already there,
0: and that's what Penrith did. You know they were exactly. willing to trust in the fact that they had these players coming through, and they didn't just go spend all their money because and they knew they'd have they to weren't hand perfect out No either. No, ne- no when,
1: way. When all these blokes started playing again, like twenty eighteen, and that Penrith were scraping into the finals.
0: Yeah, and if not, they were sitting. They had a couple of years where they were down a bit lower too,
1: so. Every it's not team... like they went out there and made tons of signings. Because exactly, of it. They, exactly. They trusted in the process. and They built their team.
0: Well, they signed Capewell.
1: Well, yeah, we but... know
0: that. But that's like when you think about, it, they brought Just Cleary through. They brought Luai through. They brought Tautua through. They brought Kryan through. Tonga's now come through. You know, they they brought Naden through, who was integral in their success. They brought Staines through. Mansour had been there forever. Like Edwards, they he, they brought him through, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe. Hundred percent. They brought all these guys through with them. And it was just like... I think when, when Gus came in and he said, you know, bread not bought, came out with all these quotes, you know, that was kind of a mantra over their season. And they now it just feels like they've gone the opposite direction and started panic buying all these players.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I see Jamin Salmon as a pretty decent NRL player. He really made an a name for himself this year in my opinion. You know, I know he only had a living to roll off the bench, but he's playing good footy, especially when uh, they needed halves to step up over the origin period as well. I see Salmon as a player with actually quite a lot of potential. So, yeah, so do I. But if you're going to play him at second row, you've already got two guys locked in forever. kick who, out Who and Preston. you could
0: argue are both top 10 second rows.
1: Yeah, kick out and Preston. And then... If you think of playing him in the halves, you've got Toby Sexton. You know, going for Hutchinson. You already got Burton there. You're in. You're in. Um, you're basically linked to every half under the sun as well. Blue Eye. Yeah. I, uh, I think Fogarty was was around there. I think yeah. that's why I actually heard a rumor that they were going for Fogarty. And I went, you know what? I actually like that. Yeah. So, uh, I like you said. I just don't understand the direction that they're trying to take the club in.
0: Yeah, and neither it really confuses me. I think the leaders have a big role in that, and I think their poor effort this year as well was not a good look. You know, Marnie obviously. I don't know if it was really his poor effort, but he had very poor performances. You know, there was games where Burton just didn't look like he was all there. Just players, it was senior players. TPJ again. I know we make an example of him all the time, but Ryan Sutton. Fatala Mariner. I, like, the list goes on and the amount of people that were super disappointing who needed to play a big role in turning the culture and getting the Bulldogs on the front of foot.
1: Yeah. Um, can I just say as well, I know the Hayes-Param experiment didn't exactly work, but what about Blake Taft's season has got them going, yeah, that, that's a much better fit for us at fullback. Mm. Like, Taft is probably a little bit better than Perham, but... This year, South Sydney were first when he took over. And yeah. they came out of it in ninth. Mm. And I, I didn't think Taff was... I, I thought Taff was actually quite poor. Yeah. And I, I think he, he's he been a little bit underwhelming ever since he went on that grand final run with South. So... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, uh, no, uh, no. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And I keep coming up with all these different examples of what I don't understand... And it just makes things a lot more confusing.
0: Yeah. Uh, It just seems like they're panicking. Yeah, I agree. But on the positive side, I know a lot of people tend to be negative about these clubs who do bad. But on the positive side, they have found a few gems who now they can use as building blocks to build to the future. Uh Jacob Preston, Player of the Year. Jacob Carraz had an outstanding start to the season. I think was battling through injury for a majority of the back end of it. And Blake Wilson. Mm -hmm. And look, Blake Wilson and... Preston, I mean, Blake Wilson and Carraz, they may not ever be superstars, and neither could Preston. But they're going to be consistent, they're going to give you the work that you need them to put in, and they're going to have the right attitude every single day.
1: And like you said, if they're the best player on the team, which, I mean, I mean Burton's there as well. He's yep. obviously yep. The, the leader of that team. Um, it might only win you three or four... They might not win you seven to ten games in a season. But when that star does come, he's got those glue guys there that are giving you 110% every week, and then you'll start to win those games. Because superstars can't just come into teams without those guys and turn them around. Yeah. There's always guys, there's always hard-working glue guys in in teams that are successful.
0: Yeah. 100%. 100%. And
1: that goes for any sport, not just rugby league.
0: I, I am completely in agreement with you. So,
1: that's just my opinion on the Bulldogs anyway. And you are right. There, There is some positive. There, there's some individual positives for the Bulldogs. But uh, overall, just, just a really yeah, really difficult season really for the club.
0: Uh, diffi- difficult, is the a, difficult is probably probably understatement. Alright, we're going to crack in now to their strengths and weaknesses. If you can come up with more than three strengths, I'd be very happy with you.
1: I still think they've got... D- despite how they underperformed yep. last year, I still think their left was a very good. Yeah. Um, Names-wise, hopefully they can have a bounce back here. I think a lot of people on the edge were disappointing. Yep. Mate, I, 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 can't, I can't... I think they're back five for 2024. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about 2023, probably not. But their 2024 back line looks pretty strong. Mhm. Uh, that's all I can think of. <laughs> okay.
0: My first strength is that what they can show flashes of great attack. Is yep. that a strength or a weakness? That's a strength. That's a strength, because when they can turn on their attack, it actually is great. They have a lot of strike weapons, and when used correctly, they can open teams up. We saw them beat Melbourne. We saw them beat the Tigers a couple times. Like once. They beat the Tigers' edges quite a few times. The Dragons—they lit them up with Avarillo. You know, they—they they had a lot of games where they their edges were clicking, and they were getting their strike players in the right positions, and they were scoring points. They were scoring points, and so I think when they show those flashes, they they look better than what their results will tell you. Um, and to go along with that, they show flashes of moving the ball really well. They can go from side to side. I think having, you know, a, a more ball playing fullback, a ball minded fullback next year, pass, pass first, whatever you want to say, will help the flow of their attack. I think Hayes Perrin being such a dominant, dominant runner, kind of made them a bit stagnant this year. But when they were able to move the ball really well, again they did it really fluently, and you could see Serrano's game plan. You could see how he wanted them to play, and it would all kind of come together. But unfortunately, we just didn't see it all the time, at all. To be honest, it was back in the season. It was almost at all, uh, and the young core. They still have a pretty young team. Burton, Crying now, uh, Preston, that uh, Edwards, Hughes, Morin, Marnie's still relatively young. Kiraz, Wilson, like they got They still got a young core. So at least they are not an aging team that's heading in the wrong direction, heading on the wrong side of 30, you know, with a with an average squad age older than 23. Like, yep. At least they still have some people there who are young and who can be there for a while, and hopefully they can build their future with that. Mm-hmm. Weaknesses. Give it to me.
1: I think the big one for me is depth, especially yep. in the forward pack. No, especially now that Luke Thompson's gone... Tevita Pango's gone. Yep. Uh, I just don't think there's enough competition there to really push players mm-hmm. to be at their best, keep moving forward. Yep. And give 110%. We, we keep talking about the Penrith culture versus the Bulldogs culture. Zach Hosking wasn't even playing. <laughs> at, at one point, they had Luke Garner in there. Yeah, he, he, he was pushing s- constantly. Yeah. Salmon was pushing the first grade constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got A ton of juniors. I don't think Bulldogs have anyone that is seriously knocking on the door of a first grade W. Yep. Like, someone might come in. Like, if someone's out of form, they might go, all right, maybe we'll try this guy instead. But no one jumps out at you. And even when they've gone to different players during uh, seasons, you haven't gone, all right, they definitely need to be there. Apart from, you would say, Jacob Preston. Yeah. that 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 was purely a trials thing. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, uh, you, you put it perfectly. You put it perfectly. Um, The first weakness I got is that they got no effort in defense. Like sometimes literally no effort. Yep. Uh, just falling off tackles, misreading plays, going for the hero plays. Just lazy defense. Lazy-minded defense. Not trying to put in the tough ones. Not trying to grind it out through sets. Just lazy and minimal effort. Mm-hmm. Um, Little to no leadership. Yep, I think Reid Marnie is a great locker room guy, but he's not a captain. Yeah, he's not vocal enough. I, I understand he runs his mouth a little bit and goes up to the ref. But for me, especially if you want to bring him on and use him as a thirteen, your captain has to be there for at least seventy minutes. And he he's not. So, I th- i think, you know, having Carr as one of the captains, him being on the edge, he can't really make his voice heard. Burton doesn't seem like a huge talker. Um, But I think he can definitely... He, I think he has the qualities of a leader just right now. I, I don't know if he really knows his voice.
1: And this is where the weaknesses come in, is you think, who, who do you replace him with? Yeah. And there's really nobody.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and well, exactly. And...
0: I think that contributes to another weakness, which is they have no direction, they have no organisation, and they have no communication on the field and off the field. Yep. On the field, they just look stagnant, and their attack is really inconsistent, and that's that's a sure sign of just them not functioning together, not playing as a unit. But it's it's really just thirteen individuals out there trying to make something happen. Mhm. They're not playing as one. They're playing as you know separate separate places on the park and they're not gelling and i think that has a lot to do with the leadership not standing up and directing the team around the park and bringing everyone together after saying boys come on like we we're better than this we need to be better than this and pulling everyone's heads in i i just don't think they've had those qualities on the field this year i think that's probably the reason or or majority of the reason i attribute to their huge struggles this year yep all right let's get to some player awards mate I know this is, like, one of your favourites.
1: Mate, I reckon, this was a hard here. one to make. Yep. Who's your MVP?
0: Jacob Preston.
1: Okay. Mine's Jake Avarillo.
0: Oh, I've gone Jacob Preston. He was the club player of the year, too. Yep. And I think just his... If you want to talk about effort and you want to talk about attitude, I think he's a prime example of it. Um, and I just think there was such a difference to when he was there and when he wasn't, when they didn't have him, they were leaking points on points when he was there. He was such a rock. Um, cause I know he did miss a couple of games through suspension. So I think, you know, he was just great this year. I think he showed a real attitude in which they can build off and they can use to push their culture. And I just think in terms of his presence on the field, he was just so valuable.
1: Yeah. It was a toss up between those two for me. And, um, I guess I've just kind of gone with recency bias because when I think about it, I think Preston started off the year really, really strong. And then it, did, it wasn't poor at the back end of the year, yeah. but it was just it was kind of Yeah, mellowed, mellowed a little bit. And yeah. I think Jake Averello was the opposite. I yeah. think he was just well, kind of there at the start of the year. Once he moved back then, to
0: fullback, it was like, exactly. why couldn't we do this from round one, given how good he was at fullback at the end of last year? Yep. I yeah back a, to
1: fullback. There's a few games in center as well where he, he just ripped teams to shreds. Yeah, scored a lot. Went on a mad try scoring run at the kind of the back end of the middle part of the season.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, yeah, so I think I think it's just more fresh in my mind, and I think the Bulldogs looked looked a lot better with you know someone who's actually played fullback before. At, <laughs> well, we just we
0: well we just mentioned before you know maybe with with the ball playing fullback comes in their attack will flow and then all of a sudden Avarillo goes into fullback and it's like, hold on, now we know how to use our edges. Now we can move the ball. And oh, I, I think
1: Avarillo is a is a poor
0: loss mm. for the Bulldogs. Uh, especially because they definitely could have kept him. Mm-hmm. Who's your most improved? In a team where it feels like a lot of people regressed, who's your most improved? Uh, Jake Avarillo. Oh. <laughs> Just you who, know what? I almost put... No, actually, I, I won't say that. I'll
1: go Jake Abarillo just because... Mate, I just didn't think he was at, at the level that he has gone to this year. The past seasons, mm-hmm. I thought he was a fr- but that's like, like a frizzy That's
0: because that's they were playing him in the seven, but playing him in the seven, and it was like, this guy's clearly not a half.
1: Yep, and six. Yeah. A lot. yeah. Play, played a bit of center. I think center and fullback is the best spot for him but yeah I thought he was like a fringy first grader at best didn't think he had much of a future in the NRL mm-hmm. and um and now he's the MVP for me of the Bulldogs so uh, yeah I've got him as my most improved
0: uh, my most improved is Max King uh and maybe I'm maybe I'm you know thinking relatively at the start of the year but I thought he was outstanding I thought he busted his gut every game um, had a big workload, given the fact that some other forwards failed to stand up. And I just think him and Preston in that pack were real shining lights. Um, and I think you know, people weren't even having him in their best seventeen really coming into the year. And yeah, I didn't. I think um, a good shout. you know, him kind of cementing himself as their premier front rower. He had himself in a couple of Origin talks as well, um, for Origin one I remember so. I think he had a huge year. He was making a ton of metres. Had a great tackle efficiency. And I think behind a more solid pack for next year, he could go up another level. Yeah.
1: No, I really like that call. Breakout? Owen Jacob Preston. Same. Came yeah. in with absolutely no expectations. Um, a lot of people don't know who he actually played for the Roosters last yeah. year. Well, the uh, Bears, technically. Well, yeah. He, he, he was a Roosters development player last year. The Bulldogs picked him up from the Bears. I don't even think they were planning on playing him this year, but he mm-hmm. absolutely smoked it in trials. Um, came on when Kikau yep, got injured. I think he's coming off the bench until then.
0: Yeah. If I'm not oh, I b- believe he started round one. But you might be right. Yep.
1: Um, and then uh just just really made that left edge spot his own. Obviously when Kikau came back he had yeah. to move to the right. Yeah. But um yeah, Jacob Preston from a Bears player. The Roosters wouldn't give him a top 30 spot. It's the
0: Bulldogs player of the year. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, I, I got him for all the same reasons that you kind of just mentioned. Um, I just think he burst onto the scene. No one really knew who he was. Everyone was kind of just like, who's this guy with the big mullet? But then he comes out and day away he's just an absolute machine. Workhorse reminds me a lot of Josh Jackson and just the work he does in the middle, uh, even as a back rower. And I, I could definitely see him playing for New South Wales one day. Um, I thought he was tremendous this year. And I think with the Bulldogs getting healthier and being more consistent with the team on the park, I think he's only going to keep elevating his game as well.
1: Yep. Most disappointing. Matt Burton. Yeah. Okay. That was my second pick. I went Ray Marnie.
0: Okay. Because they they were my two that I was thinking about. They were the two I was tossing up. I'll,
1: I'll tell you why I went Marnie over Burton. I think Burton... Had prob- probably one of the bigger drop-offs, but um, I saw this season as Reed Marnie's chance to prove that he wasn't just that system player, um, wasn't just that guy that was just feeding the ball to Moses and Dylan Brown and just being that ultra-consistently. I-, I thought he was going to come into that Bulldogs team have a little bit more freedom, have a little bit more jurisdiction over what happens running out of dummy half more and in all honesty I, I just don't think don't think he really did that and i think his performance has dropped off quite a bit especially on the def- on defense
0: <laughs> yeah no nah, i see what i feel he's saying but just for me it's like it was his first year there like it was his first year I didn't really have the same expectations as you, oh, which is clearly why he's not my Let me, me clarify.
1: Point. Let me clarify. Burton played further below his standard. Mm-hmm. So, if that's how you're going to call most disappointing, mm-hmm. I'll go Burton. But in terms of what I'd hoped yeah, for yeah, Edmione, I kept, yeah, yeah I feel it, what you're it was disappointing for me to see that.
0: Yeah, I feel what you're saying. But for me, Burton's a bit of a combination of both. Like, I thought he, he might even be New South Wales' sixth this year coming into the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he just really. And whether you you know, I don't think again it's entirely his fault. I don't think anything is on the individual in this Bulldogs team. I think it all goes hand in hand. But I was just really disappointed with Birdo. Yeah. Even his better games this year still don't compare to anything he was you know, any of the output that he was putting out last year. No. Um, I just feel yeah, he really and- dropped below par and it just wasn't at all what I expected from him this year and uh, I was just I, I was really disappointed actually because he had a great Origin campaign last year, and he he came into that back end of the year flying. The Bulldogs look heaps better under Mick Potter, and then they changed back to Serrato, and it all goes out the window.
1: I don't, I think you can throw Josh Shadowkar into this list as yes, well. Yes, one hundred percent. I'm strongly like would you class him as a top five winger still?
0: Yes, just because with with players like him, I think it's a similar discourse to Tedesco. It's like Teddy right now is your top five fullback. Eh, based on form, probably not. But it's James Thesko, it's Josh yeah, okay. Adokar. They're Australian representatives, like, and we know that like, we've seen that Adokar can turn it on whenever the Bulldogs are on. But we've said we've said that we've been on that point saying the wi- wingers are only good as the people inside them. There's real sometimes really, I, I think there's some that can show majority of the time.
1: Yeah, but it, it, it's you guys that are. Mainly the guys that either have blistering speed mm. because they rely on people to put them into space to yep. show what they can do. And um, uh, like finishes. Okay, so... Like Johnson, for all right. example. So, so, so
0: give me an example yep. of a winger who who had a great season this year who was often let down by the people inside them?
1: What oh, a tough call?
0: Because um, that's that's what we're getting at, right? Like saying Josh Adokar only good as the people inside him are going to make him. Which winger this year was like, he's a gun, but the people inside him are letting him down?
1: I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you, my mate. The
0: most recent one I can think of is David Nofaluma.
1: Another one that I think, well, I mean... You, you can't really call 2021 for this, but I think Garrick on the wing, uh, he hasn't had a lot of chances of playing. He's always had to go to fullback or mm-hmm. he's been playing centre, but I think he's a guy that can impact a game. Yes. Where, Fair when play. Someone's, but you, you can't really say that about this season, so that's why I need to. I need to. Yeah, for this take season. A look at for some this season. Teams I'll give you something. For this season. I think Greg Marsh uses another guy that can yeah, impact a game. But again, but yeah. He's... he's yeah, yeah, this season.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. And and then you go to the Warriors, wing is like, oh, what about Dallin? But Rocco Berry, I thought, was good this year. Great. Rocco was very good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really know, man. Know, like
1: stra- that, that edge was great.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's a tough question because, you know, if you're going to kind of rebuttal that argument, I think it works in the favour of the Fox. I think the-
1: maybe Kira's at the start of the year as well. Yeah. Fair but, Yeah. Yeah. Generally, you're right, generally. Yeah. Wingers can only really be as good as the team allows them to. Yeah. And
0: that's why I think I think Fox can bounce back as long as they set that edge up, playing his strengths, and I think if he gets Cherry or Caraz, which whichever one he gets. He's inside. a perfect
1: example, right? Mm-hmm. twenty one Jason Saab versus twenty twenty two Jason Saab. Mm. Goes mm. from scoring like twenty eight tries, hat tricks, doubles. Yeah. Almost a breakout player of the year for Manly in 2021, yeah. And 2022 is basically dropped for Tui Palludu. Mm. because he, he was making errors left, right, and centre. Team couldn't get him into into any space. He wasn't good running out of um, his own end. He wasn't good defensively. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's my I, example. Yeah. Of, to, to I like that.
0: I like that. I think the Fox will have a bounce back year, especially after all the stuff that's happened in the off season. I think. It's only gonna motivate him even more to go and get better. Yep. All right. So, big big call. Are the are the Bulldogs happy with their season?
1: Absolutely not.
0: I've got I've got three three point of views. I've got go, three go I've got three point of views. I have got from a winning point of view. No. From a rebuilding point of view.
1: No. Come on.
0: From a long term point of view. Yes. And I can go into detail whichever one is puzzling yeah, go the most. Okay, so uh, winning point of view uh, I don't really need to explain. They didn't win. They won 7 games I need the that games last got one. pumped that in. That last one. It got smoked. Rebuilding is eh, because they found people they can build with, but they weren't encouraged at all and they didn't take any steps really in the right direction.
1: Mm-hmm. But they have kind of discovered, you know, we got some people here.
0: Long-term,
1: yes. I think it's I think it's an iffy one. Long-term,
0: yes. Because they've found their Preston. They've found their Karaz. They've found their Wilson. They've found these guys that can be there for a while. They've, you know, they've had a year under their belt with Serrano. They know what works. They know what doesn't work. They've kind of got a feel for which player fits the mould of what they need now. And I'm talking long-term. I'm talking long-term.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm talking five-plus years long-term. Okay. They know... The, how their salary cap's going to be managed. They know they've got TPJ off the books now. They know they've got Luke Thompson off the books who were making a combined $1.5 million. They know, like, long-term now they've set up financially. They've got good players there. They're finding, they're still experimenting, but a lot of the experiments are over. I I just think long-term, they'd be, they'd, they'd be satisfied with what happened this year. Long-term. Yeah. yeah, I can agree with that. Because short-term short is the seven wins getting pumped 66-0 by the Knights. That's the short-term. Yep. What's that going to affect in the long-term? These certain players who didn't put effort in, we can't have any players like that in our system. We need to mould our players to be like the Jacob Prestons and the hard workers through the middle, on the edges, the people that are going to give their right arm for this club. Yep. So, silver lining... Silver lining, because, bro, I know I get cut when all I hear is just negativity about how bad the Tigers are, the Tigers aren't going in the right direction, the Tigers suck, the Tigers stink, this and that. When it's like, for me as a fan, I can see positives. Yep. And I know, I think, you know, again, with a bit of negative for a positive, you see Hayes Perham didn't work a fullback, so you go get a different type of fullback. You know, you see Toby Sexton comes in, and him and Burton work quite well together. So you keep running that partnership. I think, you know, you tested out bringing Reed Marnie off the bench as a 13. That was horrible. We know not to go back to that. So I think they have figured a few things out. And that's why I think long term, they're probably decently happy with what's happened this year. Yep. Okay. I think this is my favourite part.
1: I think this is my
0: favourite part. Exceeded and failed to meet which players exceeded your expectations
1: Exceeded? Jacob Preston
0: mm-hmm
1: for one um, I think I've said it about 50 million times now Jack Avrilla <laughs> yeah um, Blake Wilson yeah to be fair I, I didn't have an expectation still because you see Blake Will,
0: you see Blake Wilson coming to that first grade side what do you expect
1: I was expecting him to be all right yeah like, but he, but he was like good decent. yeah but he was better than that yeah yeah so he did uh, I'll draw a line there, mate. Uh, is that it for you? You can you can talk about, like, Yaris and Edwards and Curtis Morans who were generally just unheard of players that came in and did pretty good, but I don't think they, like, smashed any expectations I had for them when they came yeah. into the squad. So, <clears throat> I'll, I'll leave it there.
0: I've got Jacob Preston for obvious reasons.
1: I think Toby Sexton as well, if you want to count in.
0: Bang! That was just who I was about to say. Toby Sexton, I think p- people saw him coming in as a bit of a panic buy, but he was actually quite good. I actually thought he played with a good pace, he, and I thought he directed the team actually quite well for what he had there. Like they've all 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 the criticism about some halfbacks and all their kind of saving grace sometimes is they're not playing behind a good pack. The pack's not taking them forward. What can a good halfback do behind a pack that doesn't move? Toby Sexton did quite well with a pack that was often dominated.
1: Well, he's he's got quality potential, really. Yeah. Because even before he went to Bulldogs, we knew this. Because he came into the Titans team and was pretty highly touted. Yeah. He had one year when the club came like 12th, 13th, and then they've gone, nut. Nah, we're going to Tanner a boy this year. Yeah. And that, that was the only chance he got. We've always known he had decent potential. I still don't think he's reached that, but he's, he's looking like he might go on to hit that based off the few games we've seen of him at the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just, just 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 think he has potential. Yeah, I agree. I, th- we, I thought he showed that. We too. saw, um, was it Kieran Foran or Tanner Boy? One of them got injured and Tanner Boy came in. Oh, Toby a, Sexton. I think it oh, was. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Toby Sexton Kieran came in for a game. Foran. I, think, and it I think he scored two tries. Yeah. I think it was against the Dragons. Yeah, it I, was. Feel like. I know and exactly. And yeah, I, I think I gave that. him my three points that game as well. So. Yeah.
0: Well, we touched on Preston. We touched on Avarillo. We touched on Sexton. Wilson. We touched on Max King's my last one. Who oh, I said yeah. was my most yeah, approved. Yeah, I agree with that. He was outstanding. He was outstanding. Just got married too, so shout out Max King. Uh, failed to meet expectations.
1: already went through it, really. read mine. Matt Burton. Matt Burton. Josh car I mean, can you say kick out I mean, he missed most of the nah, year. Nah, I wouldn't put so him in there just for half. the shoe fact he was injured. Uh, I think that's it, really.
0: I got TPJ as well.
1: Maybe a little bit of Alamotti. Oh, that's
0: kind of unfair, though. It think... is,
1: it is, but... Oh, he, he, uh, he did have quite high expectations true, coming true. into the season.
0: True. I've got TPJ. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people said, this is it. This is revenge year. He's going to come in. He's going to smash it. I remember he came in the first game. He had like five offloads. Everyone was like, TPJ looks like a monster. Got picked for New South Wales. This guy's a beast. And then it was just like, okay.
1: What's going on with Tavita? This one could be a little bit unfair as well, but Franklin Pele. I get what you're saying, but I, I think like, his, I, I think his expectations were set by
0: Supercoach, bro. Yeah. I think his expectations were literally like, bro, look at this cheapy Franklin Pelle. Please put him on the bench. Oh, look at him. He looks sick in preseason. <laughs> like, bro, he,
1: he...
0: I can't really say I expected much of him. I thought he was going to be a rotational player at least, but he never f- cracked it. So, maybe he did. Maybe that's fair nice to say. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. Going to have a little, little drink of water and um, we'll be right back with you boys in a sec. Alright, we're back. Preview time. Um, mini mini preview. Obviously, we're going to have our in-depth previews later. Shout out. Off-season shout out. January content. Um, we'll start off with the losses. I've got major losses. TPJ, Luke Thompson, Kyle Flanagan, Paul Adamaldi, Jake Averillet. Yep. How ma how major are a lot of those? You can tell me. If you think Kyle Flanagan is a major loss, if you think Luke Thompson's a big loss given the fact he didn't play over four games last year. T P. J. whether you think he's a big loss, Alamotti given the fact, you know, he was really a rookie and Averillo, I think is huge.
1: Yeah. Um some of them they've replaced quite well. For example, Jake Averillo is likely gonna be replaced by Stephen Crichton. Yep. Yeah. Um you got Bronson Sherry there as well. So Jacob Rillo might not be the biggest loss, although I think it would have been beneficial for the club to keep him. Yep. Um Luke Thompson I think is a bigger loss just because we talked about it before, their forward depth looks looks pretty pretty down. It looks bad. It looks yeah. Not pretty yeah. It looks horrendous. <laughs> it looks bad. It looks uh, and I think even difficult. losing
0: I think even losing T P J too just adds to that. I know people oh, yeah. like to jump on the T B J hate train, but who would who if you're going into season actually, who would you rather? Tavita Pangai Jr. or Harrison Edwards?
1: Yeah.
0: T B J right. Yep. And sure. that's no disrespect to Harrison Edwards, that's just like how everyone would probably view it. Um, uh, yeah. I think those two losing them to I think Possibly losing Sutton, Fake I Mariner are they just destroying their four pack? Like has Surrounder got this new invented gameplay where we don't use props. It's just all backs, all utilities, all over the field. Um, but he let his main utility Kyle Flanagan go. I I do think Flanagan started to find a little bit of form at nine. Um, think he was always gonna. I think he was always gonna, well, go. I think he was always gonna go to the Dragons. He'll
1: zone. be playing six. Yeah, the Dragons now. So
0: yeah. I think he he was always destined to go to the Dragons.
1: Yeah. As soon as Shane Flanagan was there, uh, I think it was a pretty... Yeah. And I think
0: Paul Paul Alamotti's the only loss that we can really wait to see how he goes at Penrith to to assess how big of a loss he was. I think Paul
1: Alamotti has tons of potential.
0: And I, I think he actually needs to get out of Canterbury to explore that potential. Yep. Because I don't think he was gonna find it in that really rushed kind of rebuilding phase. I think now he's out of there. He doesn't have to stress about coming in and instantly being this star center. He can I, take his time.
1: I didn't even think he was that bad. I didn't think he deserved no to neither at all.
0: Neither that was such a that was such a G up. That Her, was such a Jr.
1: Everyone's like, "Oh, Paul, i had a poor season because he got dropped." I don't even think he was that bad.
0: No, neither. I think really? he had one bad game where he missed a ton of tackles and made a couple errors. But yep. apart from that, like in that South game where they got absolutely pumped, he was a standout player. Yep, and everyone was going. Alamotti looks good. He looks like, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's gone. Yep, just gone, just like that. Who fills the shoes, mate? Who fills the shoes?
1: Well, I mean, Sherry and Crichton are there now. Yep. So that, that ticks Averillo off, plus more. Yep. Uh, probably Alamotti. Yeah, that makes sense. Two centers gone. Uh, for the for the props for Luke Thompson for TPJ. <laughs> Luke I Thompson,
0: think... I've written no idea.
1: They're honestly just going to have to look to juniors. Taoka Aho hasn't been announced yet. If they get Taoka Aho, I think that'll help massively. that'll be big. I think they'll probably fill... Probably Luke Thompson's shoes more in terms of what role they have in the forward pack. Mm -hmm. TPJ, uh, I just don't think they're going to replace him. I think they're just going to look to a junior. Uh,
0: TPJ, I've got Harrison Edwards. Well, yeah. I think he can kind of replace the production that TPJ was giving you. Luke Thompson, I've got absolutely no idea. Because how do you replace someone that played very low amount of games? I
1: still think it's a decent loss because him coming back would have been... Oh, yeah, I agree with that. But I'm saying, like, ad.
0: with the fact that he couldn't stay on the field, like, yep. anyone playing is almost, uh, you know, fill in the hole. Yep. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, I've got Blake Taff because he can slot into that 14 role. Yep. Be that kind of reserve grade half. Be whatever you need him to yep. be. Uh, Paul Alamadi i got Wilson because I think Wilson will have a bigger role in the team next year uh, I definitely
1: do huh? I definitely think Wilson I will know have a and role when we hear
0: your best 17 it's going to be complete dribble but go on mate I think Wilson Getty. Wilson will be that kind of depth outside back if he doesn't get going at the start of the year that's fine he can just swing around and be that young kind of gun that is a replacement kind of player when someone goes down yep no, filling these shoes is tough for this team because it's like you almost don't want to fill their shoes because you want to get better. Oh. So you don't, you almost don't want to like identically fill their shoes. You want to bring someone in who's gonna double their output. You, yep. if you get what I mean? So yeah, I think that's a tricky one. I think that's a tricky one. I, I don't know. I, again, we don't really know until the season's gonna start what on earth this team's gonna look like. Yeah, it could could be anything. Gains. Now we have spoken about that they're signing every man and his dog, but they only have four official gains. Stephen Crichton, Blake Taft, Bronson Cherry, Jamin Salmon. I like it. Potentially Turpin, Taka Aho, That's Drew okay. Hutch, Watson. Watson. Luai, Haas, Tino, Fafita. Uh, Alex Twall. Yep, Manessi Fanu, uh, yeah, Gus Gould. Uh, Spencer Lenu. James Fisher-Harris. Liam Martin. Uh, Hudson Young. Corey Horsbrand. Yeah, Nathan Cleary. Harry Grant. Uh, Cam Munster. Uh, yeah. So you saw the Australian team that ran out uh, on Saturday night. That's basically the Bulldogs. That's basically a run they're yep.
1: going to get. Nah, I like Crichton as a I do. I, I think that is... Yeah, now, what we're, we're going to debate team this team. when
0: we get to our best 17, but he's going to play fullback.
1: Yeah, we're going to debate
0: this. Oh, we're going to oh. oh, debate this and you're going to score.
1: Well, okay. Okay. You know, I'll make, a, I'll make a clear when we get to it. Okay.
0: Stephen Cryden I think, for the money he's on, we don't really know. But I I don't think it's a bad deal at all I think from what I Salmon's saw from him. I a good
1: pick-up as well. Who? Uh, Salmon.
0: Yeah, I... Yeah.
1: Provides depth for the second row. Um, provides depth for the halves if you need it. If Toby Sexton doesn't perform well. Just basically gives you that competition that I was talking about before. Yep. yep. You know my thoughts on Blake Taff. I've already made it. Pretty
0: Blake Taff, point. I think he's a good depth player. If you get him on the right money, I think it's a yep. good pick-up. Bronson Cherry is the main one I want to talk about. I just want to make Make it clear, I think Bronch and Cherry was a star. He was. But I think it's gonna take time for him to come back and get readjusted. This is a completely new game that he's playing. Yeah. Think about when he left but for his ban compared all them, to he's when so he's come fast. back. I oh, know he's nuts.
1: He's so fast. And if he and if he can get space. if he
0: maintains that speed with how big he is now, he could be the best center of comp. Mm-hmm. He probably will be the best centre in the comp if he's able to maintain that speed with that new strength, the size of a bloke. It's just about whether he can fit. And it's just about whether he can buy into the culture. And I think I heard a podcast uh, of him talking. He said he spoke to like They've got a good relationship. They're on track. And he sounds really positive. Um, I think he's the main X Factor for me for this Dogs team next year. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, people will talk about Crichton. People will talk about Burton. People will talk about all these big names. I think if he turns it on, especially if he's on that left edge, if he turns it on, that left edge is saucy. Hmm. Saucy. When I say it
1: again, left edge of the Bulldogs. Saucy. Yep.
0: But yeah, I do like their gains. I think Crichton on the rumoured 900k may be a little bit overs, but I mean, from what I saw in the grand final and from every single game nah, this year, it's probably not. Uh, Blake Taff, I think rumoured to be about 400. Not bad. They're saying with the new salary cap that's going in, that's going to be about the average salary, so mm-hmm. not the worst. Bronson Cherry, I've got no clue what his salary is. I would say it's probably about the same. I'll
1: I will say it's probably it's low. You reckon? Like really low You reckon point, we can yeah. find it on zero tackle? I'm thinking like four hundred max. Okay. But if I'll hold it But no in the Bulldogs it'd be one point four million. Yeah,
0: I'd be on seven hundred.
1: Um Does he exist? Yeah there yeah. is. Yeah, there's nothing. I'll just quickly do a Google search. I don't think it'll be there everything will just be oh Dex um still down player signs so to the Bulldogs um
0: yeah no no idea uh, there's no there's no, mon- there's no monetary amount um but yeah he'll be on probably about 400 I'd say Salmon's probably on about 3 I don't yeah. think that's the worst recruitment I've ever seen but I think they should stop it at that and now start let's let's start building up let's start breeding our juniors yeah let's agree. start from there I Gus think maybe,
1: I think maybe maybe someone if a quality halfback comes onto the market I know Sexton's playing but if a proven halfback comes onto the market yeah I'd be going after them but that's about it really maybe another prop that's it. Yeah. They you don't need to be going after your hachos, your turpins. You don't need a little nine, you got Reed Money, you're fine. Um you got young guns coming through, you're making Carl all the Wapu into a lock. So I mean we'll see how it goes, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Did I mention they have they could have a saucy left edge?
1: No. I didn't hear you say oh, okay, that. well
0: they got a saucy left edge.
1: They could have a saucy right edge, but you want to ruin it, don't you?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Best seventeen, mate. All right. Tell me, tell me, tell me.
1: Now, if you haven't been able to tell from the banter so far, my fullback is Blake Wilson. Now, I want to make this very, very clear. This is a what I would do, not a predicted. There is a less than 1% chance that Blake Wilson lines up a fullback come round one. I think it is 100% a battle between Stephen Crichton and Blake Taff. I want to make that clear right now. However, just watching Blake Wilson last season, yeah, I thought that his ball-playing skills and just his awareness of where to be and when, I thought maybe he could play fullback and then I went to his cup stats and his junior stats and saw that he was a fullback as well mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to a a, a nice little highlights video where he mm-hmm. plays wing and fullback and I actually really liked what I saw from him so that's why I've gone Blake Wilson at fullback and uh, now for
0: reference I've gone Stephen Crichton.
1: Yeah. now Critter was my other opportunity I, I think you can tell by now I don't think Blake Taff is the way to go forward so for me it was between Crichton and Wilson Um, Crichton probably better for the short term in my opinion but I think long term I would like to go Wilson and it also helps me fit other pieces into the team how I want them to if that makes sense I did have another point but I can't exactly remember off the top of my head right now but uh, my wingers Jacob Kiraz and Josh Adokar
0: Mine are Blake Wilson and JAC. Now, he's
1: here's he's what I meant by fitting everyone into the team how I want to. I think Jacob Caraz is definitely a better winger than centre. And I'd like to have him on the wing because that's where he started. Oh, he was almost winger of the year for the first mm. six to eight rounds before he uh, had that knee injury. Uh, and Josh Adokar picks himself. I know he said he had a disappointing year. Um... Centres, I've got Bronson, Sherry, and Crichton. I think yep. an edge of Crichton and Kiraz, although it's not as fast as their left edge. Um, I think defensively, that's really good. I think it's really solid. I think Crichton... Uh, not not really to that right edge, but he definitely brings that premiership experience from Penrith I think just over stability. to stability. edge. Just stability. And um, on the left, Bronson, Sherry, paired next to Josh Adokar. Is scary, mm. and if Burton and Kiki I can get it going on that edge as well, yeah, then that'll be crazy. And I, I think I, I need to show you Blake Wilson highlights, and you'll understand why I want him at fullback after okay. that. Okay, because I, I, he's just I, I th- like I said, I think Crichton would be a better fullback right now, but I think long term, I think Crichton is a better center than fullback, and I think Wilson could really come into his own on that team.
0: I mean, fair play, but I've, I've heard worse takes. I,
1: re- I, I, I really think it could, but very unlikely to happen.
0: I've got Stephen Crichton, a fullback, Blake Wilson, Josh Adekar, Wing, Carraz, Cherry, Centres. I've probably gone with the more realistic option, probably the option that they'll run out with in the yeah, first round. Um, barring Crichton going to the Centres. Um, uh, halves? Just quickly, yep. Andrew
1: Davey medically retired. Oh, yeah. I from the, end, from the
0: end Bulldogs fans be cheering about that. Uh, wish him the best of luck in retirement, obviously. Matt Burden, Toby Sexton, halves. Are we on the same page with that?
1: Yep. I, I don't think there's another realistic option they can go with. They've lost a fight again. I don't think Olawapu Well, they've already said they're putting him into a lock. mm and I think that, that could be the better decision. Toby Sexton was playing good at the end of the year and it's a half combo that was working. Yep. My nine is Reid Marnie. Same. Uh, my starting props now. This is where it gets really, really <sighs> yep. difficult.
0: Max went, King's Max, there. Max King. Max King. King.
1: And I did go Ryan Sutton.
0: Ooh, I've got Harrison Edwards.
1: I only went Ryan Sutton because he's basically a starter. Yep for a lot of the Bulldog season already mm-hmm. and I don't think the other guys are are starting props just yet. Yep. Kick out on pressing. we're in agreement with that.
0: Ki- yeah we are.
1: Now your lock you've gone
0: My lock is Jamin Salmon. Uh I think what the Bulldogs struggled with and I think what takes the pressure off Reed Marnie is a secondary ball player or a first receiver and allows Reed Marnie closer to the line to work his magic too um in terms of putting forwards through gaps and you know just having that threat of that ball playing there I think Jamin Salmon could put on a bit more size but I think he's suited to play in the middle he did come in and play in the middle uh a little bit for the for the Panthers sometimes and I just think I just I'm I don't know bro something about Jamin Salmon playing that 13 I can just see him with his ball playing with his speed he's got a higher IQ and I just I think if he gets that defence down pat, he's a workload. He he gets through work. Like, he is a mongrel-type player. He's a grubby player, and they need a bit of that in this team. And I just really like the fit. Again, I think it's probably similar to your Wilson pick at fullback. I think him just being that first receiver, being that kind of third half, will really help the flow of the team. And I think it'll just help them to get expansive, get the forwards early ball, get the back rows early ball, and hopefully create some space for Cherry, a Carl Wilson.
1: Mate, I I really, really thought about putting James Salmon at lock. Like, I was very close to doing it. I just... I, I, I don't know if he's big enough yet. Yep. Obviously, he can put on the muscle, he can put on size. I, I don't know, I just can't see him as like that... I mean, maybe he can be an untraditional lock, but I can't really see him as that traditional kind of lock that Kerrigan that yo yeah if they don't he's not going to get the run meters if they I... don't ball play they take that they just take the tackle I agree with that I just don't I just couldn't see him doing it Um, he can definitely put the size on he can definitely put the muscle on to become a 13 yep. but I just I just wasn't sure of it yet so I went Harrison Edwards yeah okay that's lock. fair
0: enough that's fair enough I understand that which is he's kind of the polar opposite he's just run yep just run and that's. I, I think Curtis Moran definitely could have been an option there too Yep. Uh, who's your fourteen?
1: Ah, Blake Taft.
0: Yeah, we're in agreement on that too. I don't,
1: I, I don't know who else they could have
0: gone. Yeah, neither. I I think I do think he's a good fourteen option though. I think if you look at the definition of a utility, I think he definitely oh, yeah. provides. Can that.
1: cover. I, I I wouldn't have a problem with him covering ones or seven. Uh,
0: who who your bench forwards? I think this is tough to pick. I think it's. I think it's just hard because they kind of got a lot of forwards on the same level. That could fit into that bench role, but who have you got?
1: Yeah, it's the same as Canberra. I feel like mm-hmm. like so Canberra have a You got Nick Cotric. <laughs> no, I got Blake Wilson at sixteen. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Nah, nah. Um, I think it's like Canberra. They have a lot of props that are just kind of that a lot of bench props that are kind of on the same level. Yeah. Uh, I have gone my 15s. Curtis Morin. I mm-hmm. think he earned his spot last year. Um, probably not earned a starting spot yet, but definitely yep. a bench spot. Uh, Jamin Salmon. Yep. Is Sixteen. And um I think this guy's actually in for a decent year. I, I've liked what I've seen from him when I've seen him, although that is very little. Uh I went Chris Patolo. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Did you go Chris mm-hmm. Patolo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've liked what I've seen from him when he's been on, although that is, like I said, uh quite a small sample size.
0: Um so I've got Curtis Moran as well. Yep. I've got Patolo. I've got Liam Knight. Just okay. for a bit of experience off uh-huh. that bench. I, I don't have Sutton there for reasons we'll literally get to in about two seconds. But, yeah, I've gone Morin, Knight, Patolo. I think Patolo is like a good short stint. Could almost be like a Lenu-type prop. Yep. I think he makes a great impact off the bench. Probably not the same play style, but yep. same impact. Uh, Liam Knight, I think, is just a cool head. If the young forwards are getting a bit out of hand, he can come on and just settle down, you know, get into the middle, get into the grind. Uh, and Curtis Moran, again, like you said, he earned his spot. I'd have him rotating with Salmon at that lock spot. Uh, whether you start Moran or start Salmon, I don't really care. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's probably the best team they can put out. I think we've got all the best players in there, um, just in different formation.
1: Yeah, I, I guess the main difference is the wilson Crichton one. I just, I think Crichton will end up a much better centre than he is fullback. Yeah. I just, I, I, just don't know about him, in the spine. I think if he's, if he's on an well, edge, if you, if you if did he's on watch, an edge, that edge is unlocked. If
0: look, if you did watch that Samoa game the other night, you probably would have seen him not have the greatest game at six, but he did get a good, a good load of touches. Oh yeah. So I think with more of a preseason and not being at five he could definitely have a better impact than, like than what he did the other day.
1: I also yeah, he didn't to really do much. To our Canberra, I know. I know it was last episode, yeah. but I, I thought of another signing today. I wouldn't mind them going after Dejan Rsi. Oh yeah, just wanted to add that in.
0: Okay, that's 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 world shaking.
1: This <laughs> is a good. I, I know I had a second roll for them, but I didn't really have another six that they could go for. No, I don't mind it. I don't right. mind it. I'll, I'll... All right.
0: Contract situations, we've got Raymond Fatale and Mariner and Sutton told to leave. Yep. Uh Ojo, Hutchison, Turpin are pending. We, we're not sure what's going on with them. But pending them, that'll change their salary cap and that'll alter the Karaz extension as his contract. This is the last year of his contract. So a bit of a domino effect. I think if Fatal and Mariner and Sutton... Go frees up the space for Takao Hutchinson, Turbin to get confirmed, which could take money off Carraz. But I think I yeah. think Carraz seems like a Bulldogs
1: I, type player. I think Cariz, Cariz, Carraz, Cariz. He could be could have good Riz. but um, I think Carraz. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was horrible. Well, I said Cariz. I have to think of something. I um, I think Carraz is definitely a winger, so, so I think he's going to be getting paid all that much unless he can consistently perform like he did at the start of this season um, but yeah I, I don't I don't see him moving into the centers I don't see him moving to full back like he's wanted to mm-hmm. um, his performances are very very nice on the wing yeah but I, I just I just don't see him as a center based, based on his current performances
0: I actually do think them telling fatalta Mariner to leave is a bad, bad 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 bad, bad option. Uh, I think even if he's injured, he's still there. like, And he's the longest-tenured Bulldog. I think you're losing a lot of culture there, a lot of leadership. But him and Serrano are not on good terms at all, so I don't think there's any coming back from that. Sutton, I actually had high hopes for him when he signed, but unfortunately he just wasn't what they wanted him to be. He's on a reasonably large contract. Um and I think that will free up a bit of money. Hutchinson, I don't mind. Turpin, I don't mind. Taocao, I think would be huge. Yeah. I think would be huge. So there's a couple there to watch out for. The Caraz extension, I think, is definitely something to keep an eye on because I think depending on where he lines up in that back line could could determine his future almost. I think he wants to be a center. That's kind of what Karaz? we've seen. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think so. But he I wants just, to get I his hand on footy more. I don't see it, but I, I agree. We
0: will see. We will see. All right. Second last part. We're almost there. Targets. Could the Bulldogs sign any more players? They sure could, but who should they sign? I have six.
1: Mate, well, Jamal Fogarty was my big one, but apparently he's re signing, so.
0: Well, my my big one's Luai. Well, I've...
1: I don't know how realistic it is. I think Luai will re-sign with Penrith. Yep. I think he'll. I think you, you'll get reports that other clubs are offering offering him lots of money, but I think in the end he'll just sign with Penrith anyway. Kind of what Payne Haas and Mitch Moses did. Yep. Um. But yeah, Luai is definitely an option they should be they should be going for, especially seeing as they've got ten other Penrith players or ex Penrith players on their team. But, um, yeah, Lua's L- 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 a good shout. I also, I know he's just said that uh, he loves playing in Newcastle, but someone like a Jackson Hastings wouldn't be bad for the club either. Good luck. But, yeah, I I just, not a lot of halfbacks going around unless you want Ben Hunt, but I don't see that as a realistic option for them either.
0: Yeah, neither do I, bro. I, I just, I don't know where Ben Hunt's going to end up, to be honest, at all. I have no clue. Sorry, I'm just adding to my notes.
1: Ben Hunt... Man, that's a weird situation. Every every few months he comes out and he's like, yeah, I don't want to play here. And then he's like, but I'm going to stay. I just don't want to be And here. I'm going to
0: be captain. And I want to be captain. And I don't know if the Bulldogs want that at their club.
1: But I won't play nine. I won't. I won't play I'm nine. I'm going to be the
0: halfback. I'm going to be the captain. I'm going to be the highest paid player. But I don't want to be here. Um, but yeah, Drone Lua, I think he would be good. Has a good connection with all the Penrith boys, especially Sorraldo. Has a good relationship with him. Think he'll get the money he wants there. Uh, but yeah I do agree I don't see him leaving Penrith. Mm-hmm. Uh Josh Alloyer.
1: Yeah. I think I, like it. I don't think Manly need ca- him.
0: He's kind of been squeezed out a little bit. He's on a relatively high pay packet. I mm-hmm. think if you can get a good split with Manly there, I think he would definitely add to this pack. Um give them at least a starting front row. Yep. A quality starting front row. I think he I think he's gettable. I think he's definitely attainable. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I just think he'd be... A, I think he'd be a really stable, good option and a good locker room guy. I think he would fit the culture. He's hardworking. And I think it's a good opportunity for him too.
1: Yeah. Well, let's look at Manley's pack. They've got... Um, when Lodge is back, they've got Paseca, Lodge. Jake plays a bit of prop. Uh, they got guys like Tolfo Sipley, Bully Bullymore off the bench. Like, they've got a stacked middle. So, Josh Alloy is definitely... Definitely a gettable one, even though he's contracted to the end of 2025. I think you can definitely, like you said, get a good split there for him. And I think yeah. it would be in Manly's interest because they are having all sorts of cap squeezes. With the players they're upgrading, the players they're having to let go, I, I think Manly would be would definitely be open to that.
0: Yeah. I think Manly would would definitely be willing to negotiate.
1: Oh, yeah. To get that money off their books too. It helps mm-hmm. them out with
0: Kohler. Yeah, even the calls extended. Yeah,
1: yeah, Oh, p- maybe up- one, grade. maybe only one year or so. Yeah,
0: I knew it was short term. So, yeah, but to get that upgrade done, uh, Sean Blor. I know he's rumoured in talks with Justin Ollam at the moment, so I don't know how you get him. Mm, but I think he would add a lot off the bench. Yeah, he can play second row. He can play thirteen. He could play front row. The injury pro, the injury risk is a bit out there, but I think the youth, and I think his potential would be huge for them if they were able to get him. Beautiful.
1: law just needs a change of scenery.
0: Yeah, I do agree. I just don't know. What, I don't know what's gonna happen. It's a bit of a stalemate with him and the Tigers. I like yep. him as a player, but I just don't see him really fitting into what they want to do. Have you got any more, or am I just going to keep rattling
1: off? No, nah, you keep rattling off, mate. Just, uh, literally, Jamal Fogarty was my guy. <laughs> Morgan Knowles. I do actually really like LA, the LA move yeah. as well. Morgan
0: Knowles fills that 13 hole. Knowles, England he's back. He's back. We wanted him in the Dolphins. He's back. But I actually think he would be outstanding, boy. I think he'd be a great get. I think he's attainable. I think if he wants to try his hand in the league... All you got to really do is pay the transfer fee now. Yep. Um, I think he'd be a great target.
1: Far oh, yeah. out. Jack Wellsby. Come and rugby league.
0: You spoiled my next one. <laughs> but anyway, he Nolsey. He's, he's good. It's off the N- top of my head. Nolsey's good. Bringing... Next. I may as well move on to the next one. Jack Wilsby. Uh Why have I got him there? Because he can play 1, 6, and 7. And if any of these guys fail to do their position, he's there. If Crichton doesn't come in and play well, you put Welsby at the 1. That's a joke of a team. Sexton's underperforming. Wellesby comes in at seven. Love it. Burns underperforming. Who says he's safe? Maybe he goes into the centres. Wellesby comes in at six. Yep. So the the lineup I did have down with Wellesby there is Wellesby one, Karaz Fox, Mate, Cherry Crichton.
1: Or on the English top, I'm starting to like Lewis Dodd for them too.
0: Oh. I do like that. I want to give sex in the season, though. For those of you who don't
1: watch Super League, this is basically St. Helens' whole team that we're basically telling the Bulldogs to go for. Yeah,
0: because they are... (laughs) I know they didn't win the comp, but... They're they're
1: they're the best players in the Super League, and they're young.
0: Yeah, and they were very good at the World Cup. There's no no options in the The last player got Jonah Pezzett.
1: Oh! I forgot about him. 100%. 100%. He's
0: going to be a name that keeps coming up. For
1: whatever reason, Tyron Wishart's ahead of him.
0: He's going to be a name that keeps coming up now.
1: He will be a name that is ranked in the top 10 for uh, halfbacks of the NRL for most of his career once he comes in. Yeah. He's Donor. a beast. Oh, that, that's a good shout. Completely forgot about Pezzard. I really like
0: that fit alongside Burton too. Because yep. I think he can definitely take that back seat. He's not a ball dominant mm-hmm. half. He's happy just to get the boys around the park happy to sit back and do his job and let everyone else do what they need to. Mm -hmm. So, I've got Alouye, I've got Bloor, Knowles, Wellesby, Luai, Pezzet. Yep. I think they basically fill all the needs. They're not going to get all of them, obviously, but they fit the category, I think, of what they need. Awards. Who's your MVP for next year? For 2024, who is your Canterbury Bulldogs MVP? Oh, and my Wellsby transfer was for 2025, by the way. Thank
1: you. Cool. Uh, Provided they play him at centre, Stephen Crichton. Okay. I think if they play him at full-back, he'll have a pretty underwhelming year.
0: For Crichton, yeah.
1: Yeah, for Crichton. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Stephen Crichton. I think he just... While that left edge is that attacking pro-esque yep. pace, um, plus Burton, plus Kikau, like Penrith links from yep. back in the day... He just lock, critter would lock up that right edge. Yeah, it'd give them another edge to go to in attack. Uh, they don't have to rely on Burton the whole time. They can go to that right edge. Mm-hmm. And defensively, I think that edge would shore right up as well. I think he'd have a great year there.
0: I like that. I do like that. I definitely maybe, maybe thought not about it better him. than he is now. Yeah,
1: but like around that that kind of yeah vicinity and I think they would automatically make him the best Bulldogs player
0: I've got Matt Burton I think huge revenge year coming up I think I think Matt Burton's gonna have a huge bounce back I think he's gonna find some real form if he has a consistent harvest partner and spine partners I just think he's gonna light it up next year I think he's gonna come out with a chip on his shoulder after this year he knows he can be better and I think just another year of gelling with and. Getting used to that play style and how he's supposed to play in that six jumper, I think Burton will hundred percent get back to that form we saw from him in twenty
1: twenty two. I hope so because he's a great player to watch, but yeah, he just it's really struggled. I think here. I think
0: him changing to seven as well really hurt. Yeah, really hurt his season. Uh, but yeah, definitely Matt Burton for me, MVP. Uh,
1: my breakout player is Black Wilson. I got
0: James Sutton. Yeah,
1: obviously if he's playing fullback, I hundred percent think he'd be the breakout. But regardless, I think he'll be a great winger for the team. Which is the more likely position he'll yeah. play.
0: In. Yeah, no, I, I like that pick. I've I got really Jamin like Salmon.
1: Him. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah,
0: I know. It's a bit weird. Um, I've got Jamin Salmon. Whether he plays third or not, I think he's going to have a great year. I think we saw him at Pemrith. He was amazing. Uh, I, we were really high on him this year, actually. But I think he's going to be outstanding next year. I think he's going to have a really, really good year for the Dogs and prove to be a really solid signing. The week got a dog breakout player
1: alright wants to watch last but not least Bronson Sherry
0: I was going to put him but I've gone Patolo
1: I just want Bronson Sherry because because of everything you said before if he can if he can hit the strides he was hitting when you know he's 18 or 19 he's still got a lot of development to go in rugby league. yeah he could be a monster he's bigger (laughs) now as well he's not only fast he's strong
0: he could, he could be like Stafford, the Stafford Tower versus Cowboys for 27 games.
1: Play, playing outside, Kick-Out and Burton with Adokar and he's outside in support. <sighs> yeah, tough.
0: It's tough. I've got Patolo because I think he could secure a starting spot. Cool. Yep. <laughs> That's cool. why he's uh, one to watch.
1: Mate, if, if we had... If Uncle Brad stays in the team, mm. yeah, when Mainly play the Bulldogs, it'll be Kohler and Saar versus Sherry and Adokar, If that happens,
0: that would be lovely. I would love to watch that. They'll stay in the same team anyways because Garrick. All and Garrick, there. no, Garrick will play that left center anyways yeah, if I Uncle think. Brad's not there.
1: No, nah, Garrick will play right center. Shush. Hundred percent. Yep. Shush. Hopefully. Uh, shh.
0: Shush. I just that matchup would be hectic. I actually really wanna see that now. Alright. You tell me if you'd rather watch Cherry or Patolo. That's probably gonna be our poll. Um <laughs> Alright, does that do us? That does An us. An hour and twenty minutes run. on the Bulldogs? You gotta run? What a run. He's got to run. He's gonna run home. Alright. <laughs> um we'll hopefully see you on the weekend. If not, we'll catch you next week. Stay blessed for this week. Stay safe and Bulldogs fans. <laughs> Good luck. Stay patient.